0: Before we go on, who has a super juicy one, where your electronics didn't work out? Anybody know? Where? Who has? Does it have? Anyone? Yes. On the road. On the road. Oh, <laughs> with a GPS. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I. Right. 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 Uh huh. And then you lose it. So on the GPS, on the roads of, of North Carolina, was it? And she loses her signal. How scary is that? I've had that happen to her. I just had my GPS. I was going to this place in, you know, God-forsaken place. And it was, it was far away. And it left me four blocks away from where I was actually supposed to be. So, yeah, that, was a, that, that can be a frustration. Some, something else. Yeah. my friend?
1: Uh-huh.
0: Wrong directions. Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Everything else is gone. Oh, man. That's painful. We will pray for you and your family. He said, what he said was, you know, he had all his, all his information lost. All he can do is just surf the net, which is like a glorified tablet. That's it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my goodness, that's horrible! When you've worked on something, I've had that happen to me just before a service. I went to go print a, a thing, and I lost the entire sermon. I won't tell you which one that was, but um, you probably you probably have a good idea of which. One. Okay, go ahead. The dryer went. Okay, so she had a, a, a she put the clothes to dry, and the dryer went on fire. It must have been some hot clothes. Um, okay. Um, yes. Oh no. oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh gosh. Yeah, like I'll meet you at the truck stop and then that gets spelled all wrong and uh okay. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh-huh. Right. Everything gets wiped out. Wow. That's terrible. One more. Go ahead. And nothing happened, right? (laughs) Prepared for it, right? Remember Y2K? Anybody remember Y2K? Everything was supposed to crash. Everybody bought devices, backed them up. Nothing happened. Funniest deal. Okay, now listen to me. Listen to me. Why is that so frustrating when calculators don't work or when dryers uh, set you on, clothes on fire or when GPSs send you off a cliff? Why is that... Why? Why is that so frustrating? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because you you get the you you pursue the device, you purchase the device for a particular function. So, uh, for instance, it's wonderful to have a phone with a five million apps and, and all this other stuff, but it's it's useless if you can't make a phone call on it, right? But the same process, and on a computer, you don't care. Because I don't want to make a phone call on my computer. I want to work on my computer. I didn't buy the computer to make a phone call. I bought the phone to make a phone call. See, we all, whenever we purchase a device, whenever we pursue a gadget, my family and I were talking about the, uh, the new rave, right, which is the, uh, the iPad, right? And so, funniest thing, my wife uh, comes up to me, it has nothing to do with anything, but you'll, lo- you'll love this joke, it's very funny. I walk in home after a hard day's work, and so my wife thinks she's funny, so she goes like this, honey, I got you the new iPad. And so she has her hand behind her back, and I was like, you're kidding me! And so she hands it to me, and it's an actual iPad. It's an I, an I, pad. It's an actual iPad. Is that funny? Awful. Yes. Yeah. That wasn't fun. Is that funny? Yeah, it's great. You can get... They're in your... They're in your uh, uh, what do you call those? Uh, 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 you know, cr- red, what's the... Cr- the red crosses on it? Yeah, the first aid, first aid kit. They're in your, all your... A- you read them and there's an iPad in there just for you. So I thought that was funny. Right, so she got me an iPad. Um, so, okay. Um, so back out. But listen to me. Because when you pursue devices, when you get devices, when you purchase devices you are expecting for them to function in the way or for the purpose that you purchased them. Now listen to me, listen to me. Come close, come close. You were created by God and He didn't just create you, He purchased you. Let me tell you what I mean by that. And some of you, if you're new, this might be all you needed today. The Bible says that you and I, us, everyone that you see around the room, everyone that you see outside, listen to me, is that we're broken. We're broken. Listen to me. The job of God's word and the job of uh, or, or the purpose of God is not to make you feel better or make you feel good. The fact is, listen to me, you and I are worse than we think. That's that's the first half of God's word, right? We're worse than we think. And you go, oh, I didn't come to church for this. This is not the reason I came. Boy, you better, uh, you better move on. No, 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 really, really, really. We're worse than you think. And if you don't believe me, just tell the most sinister, awful thing that you've ever done to the person next to you. No, really, go ahead. Feel free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you and I... When it comes right down to it, we're not going to share that. And you know the reason we're not going to share that is because we're worse than we think. Now listen up. So there's nothing good that we can do to earn God's love. There's nothing good. We can't merit it. We can't earn it. We can't work for it. We can't do anything. We are worse than we think. Listen to me. But that's not all of God's Word. The second part of God's Word is this. And we are more loved by Christ than we could imagine. So we're worse than we think. Grimy, Edwin. You're grimy. You're dirty. You're off. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I, matter of fact, nobody even had to tell me that. I knew that. And you're more loved than you can imagine. Listen to me. The way God purchased you is by is by God Himself coming down from heaven to earth. Stretching out his arms and paying the penalty for our sins. What that means, simply put, is that you and I owe a debt to God. God is perfect. He's holy. He's pure. We've lied. We've, some of us cheated. Some of us have done, right? I, I don't need to go through the list, right? You know what you've done wrong. Just think about that for a half a second. And 14 things will pop up in your head, right? right? Listen to me. Listen to me. This is important. We owe God a debt. And so God said, I will pay the debt for you. No different than when you break a speeding uh, law and the cop pulls you over, you owe the law a debt. Now, listen to me. God says, You owe me a debt. You owe me. You, You broke the law. You, there's a penalty, and it's separation from God forever. Listen to me. This is important. God did not want to be separated from you. He did not want you to go to hell, which is what separation from God is. It's hell. God did not want you to go to hell. So you know what he did? He paid the fine. He paid the penalty. This is revolutionary. This is totally other than. Go to every other religion. Listen to me. Every other religion. If you want peace, if you want relationship with God, if you want, listen, do, 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 achieve, 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 do this. Listen, not not so in Christ. In Christ, it's what you have done, and I trust it, and I rest in it. Some of us come from, listen to me, some of us come from 12-step, many of us come from 12-step backgrounds. And, and it's, it's in our minds, and, and it's fine because, you know, there's, we want to grow and we want to learn. But listen to me, to have a relationship with God, you don't need mul- to do multiple things. You simply need to surrender to Christ. And so this being the basis, now we're going to go back to our iPad, dysfunction, uh, electronic thing. Listen to me. God not only created you, He purchased you. He purchased you not with dollars and cents. He purchased you with blood. Blood. Amen. And so He purchased us with blood for the pur- Listen. For a purpose. And sometimes I wonder if God doesn't look down on us sometimes and say, that is not at all what I purchased you for. That is not at all what I created you for. That is not at all why I came and died for you. Now, it's a little frustrating when our GPSs don't work, when our phones erase, when our computers wipe out. It's a little frustrating when our dryers and our TVs and our microwaves don't work the way we want to. Listen to me. It's a little frustrating. But it's infinitely frustrating when the God that created you and purchased you for a purpose sees us living in a way that is totally contrary to so what for the purpose in which we were made. Today, we're going to find this out. Listen, if, if you've ever been melancholy, if you ever just wondered what's life all about, if you've ever, if you haven't, you should know this. God has made you for a purpose, and I'm going to share with you at least one of those purposes today. It will tra- if you take this message seriously, it'll transform your life. It'll revolutionize your marriage. It'll absolutely explode in your life. But I need you to pay attention because you will miss out on the key purpose of why God put you here on earth if you miss this message. Okay? So listen. So God puts us on, gives us a purpose. Now God knows this, that we need to be about our purpose. And so what he does is he Fills us with His Spirit. Last week we found out that if we, how, the way we're going to be filled with the Spirit, how is we're going to have to surrender our agenda. This week it's the why. Why be filled with the Spirit? For what purpose? To what end am I to be filled with the Spirit? Well, God gives an example now. In the Bible, in the Bible there are uh, there's you could divide it into more than what I'm about to divide it into. But there are, there are uh, things that are put into the Bible that are directives. In other words, uh, th- uh, thou shalt not, thou shalt. Those are directives, those are commands, those are, I want you to do this. Today we're going to just look at a, descri- not a directive, but a description. And so sometimes the Bible just puts a story in in God's word, to tell us what happened, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to lead us in exactly this way. In other words, we can't take out every single point and say, okay, this is exactly the way God does it, but we can pull out some great principles uh, from God's word. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to see an example of how God filled someone with the Spirit and to what end. For what purpose? Now, we're going to look in the book of Acts. We were in Acts last week. We're going to be in Acts this week. I want you to go to chapter 8, and we're going to look at a guy that very few of you may know. His name is Philip. Somebody say Philip. Yeah. Somebody say Philip again. Yeah. Okay, so Philip is the kitchen help. That's who Philip is. Philip, they, they, uh, they, they had an issue, um, and there wasn't enough... Uh, the, the, widows, some widows were being overlooked uh, in, be- in their food pantry, in their soup kitchen. And so what they did was the apostle said, well, we can't meet everyone's needs and all these needs, so what we'll do is I want you guys, the church, to... And by the way, thank you for bringing the church into this building. You know that the church is not this- these bricks... It's not this address. The church is us congregating together to hear the word of God for the glory of God and doing the will of God by the power of God. That's, that's, that's what the church... Okay, so thank you for bringing the church into this building. Now, um, Philip was a part of the crew to help... He was the kitchen crew to help feed the widows. So this is not an apostle. This is not some guy who's super-duper different than us. None of these guys are, but I don't want you to sort of fake yourself out and say, well, that was Philip and all that other stuff. Philip did extraordinary things by God's power, but it was because God empowered him to do it. And the same power that empowered Philip is the same power that's available to you and me today. Okay, so um, we're going go to Phil, uh, we're gonna go to Acts chapter 8. Now, at the first part, what we find is that through suffering, God brings about blessing. What happens is, is that uh, there's a great dispersion. Um, Persecution comes down, and uh, in the book of Acts, so people start fleeing. Christian persecution start happening. You know that God used that for his glory, even though it was persecution and painful? Because now these Christians had to be uprooted, right? Jesus said, you know, you will be my witnesses in uh, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the uttermost parts of the world where they got stuck in one spot and God says I know I I know I got a plan I got a plan how I can get you to the uttermost parts of the world persecution came in and so they went to other different places and started to share and aren't you glad that they suffered that way because you and I would not be here and be able to rejoice in Christ if God hadn't allowed them to suffer it's important now Philip is in Jerusalem and God is going to give him directions. But now, before we get to that, I want you to know the big idea for this talk. The big idea is that God fills us up for the purpose of pouring us out. God fills up. So, listen, listen. Philip to be poured out. Fill up to be poured out you go no, no 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 I want to be filled up so I could feel good I want to be filled up so I could have peace I want to be filled up so my house could be serene I want to be filled up so my kids don't act out I want to be filled up so that I could have discipline I want to be filled up so my wife starts stops nagging me I want to be filled up so my husband starts stops treating me this way I want to see the problem is is that when we come to God we come to him with an agenda other than him and so it goes, brings us back to last week. We must surrender our agenda. And it's not that we don't have any agenda, but that we embrace God's agenda. Amen. Listen. So here's the big idea today. God, the Holy Spirit will fill you up for the purpose of being poured out. Well, I don't want to be poured out. No worries. He won't fill you up then. Don't, you don't have to worry about that for a second. You don't want to be poured out? It's cool. Good news. He won't fill you up. God will fill us up to pour us out. So fill up to be poured out. We're looking at the life of Philip. Philip was an actual person who lived in the first century. And he was one of the early believers, the disciples. So we're going to jump down to verse uh, 26. Now listen, we have a tradition in our church. One of the traditions is simply this, is that, listen, we stand. And the reason that we stand is because we want to honor God's word. Listen to me, listen to me. We want to honor the God who gave us his precious word so that we might be able to hear and grow. So I'm going to uh, listen to verse 20 or we're going to read verse 26 to 40, and uh, it's it's a long passage, but there are um, there are different verses where I'm going to actually ask you to read, and so you'll read that verse and then I'll keep on reading afterwards, okay? Like verse 30 is one that you should know. I'm going to ask you to read, okay? So let's I'm going to read now. An angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of Ethiopia. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot, reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Everyone together. Verse 30. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you are reading? Philip asked. Great job. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter. And as a lamb before the shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants for his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me please, who is the prophet talking about? Him or someone else? Verse 35, let's read it together. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and told him the good news about you. Hallelujah. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here's water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, And the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared at Azotus and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. May God bless the reading and the hearing of his word. Please have a seat. Philip is a guy like me and you. Philip is in Jerusalem. Now, here's the thing. I've got. uh, I'm gonna do this quick because we don't have a whole lot of time, and I've got. I always have way more than you. I wish there's actually. Well, never mind. Okay, so just uh, (sighs) if we were in India, you would let me do this. You would let me preach for three hours, but we're not in India. We're in Brooklyn. So there you go. (laughs) All right. So I want you to picture. I want you to sort of picture a map. Okay. Over there in the corner is Caesarea. um, Caesarea, right? And so, over here, right? So, let me see, can I have a stick? Somebody give me like a something to point with. Um, Okay, this will work. Hey. Okay. So, this is why I work out. And And so, here is Caesarea over here, right? Now, in the map, I want you to see Galilee around here. I want you to see Samaria around here. And over here is Jerusalem and Judea and all that, okay? Now watch this. Philip is over here in Jerusalem, right? His house is in uh, Caesarea. That's why he was going. That's why in the end it said, oh yeah, he preached all the way to Caesarea because he was preaching till he got all the way home. Now I want you to see something. God finds Philip here and he says... I want you to go to this place, take this desert road south. Here's the problem. Home is north. God says, no, 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 no. Philip, go south. Now listen. The reason that Philip could do what God wanted him to do is because he wanted to do what God wanted him to do. The reason that Philip could be directed by God is because he wanted to be directed by God. The reason that Philip could be inconvenienced in that way is because more than his convenience, he wanted God's glory. God tells him to go about 40 miles. No bikes, no, no cars, no G train or A train around right no dollar cabs listen to me listen to me go completely out of your way there's something important that i want you to do now an angel of the lord said to philip go south but my house is north philip be poured out yeah no but my my house is is north from here it's up it's it's this way and you're asking me to go this way. Yet, yeah, yeah, Philip, listen, listen, Philip, be poured out. Go to the, go south to the road, the desert road the, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out on his way, and he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of Candace, queen of Ethiopia, Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way was sitting in the chariot, reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. Now listen, here's something wildly powerful. There's an Ethiopian eunuch eunuch he goes to Jerusalem. We know that he's not a Jew. It's very, very unlikely that he's a Jewish person. And we also know he could not have converted to Jew to become a Jew. He was a eunuch, right? Tough to circumcise eunuchs, right? So um, you'll get that coming home. Um, so uh, so we, know he couldn't, we know that he couldn't uh, have been converted. Um, to, so this guy, listen to me there's something about God that is attracting him. But in the system that he believes, in the system that he knows, there's no way to be anything but an outsider with God. You ever been there? With the system that you grew up with, with the, with the place that you were raised, perhaps there was no way that you could deeply know God with the way you were. Listen to me. God is saying to Philip, Philip, I want you to go down south. Now, you and me, we read that in one sentence and we move on to the next sentence. Philip had 40 miles of questions. Because God, what's going on here? What am I doing? Why am I taking the long road? Did I just, you know, you know did, I, did I hear something in my head or is this you really leading me? And so, it tells us the story of how, so, so you know, God will always prepare the people that he sends you to. God will always... True story. I'm, I'm uh, just doing some evangelism in, um, on the street. And, I, and the reason I did evangelism on the street is because I was terrified to do evangelism. I don't want to be controlled by my fear. So, because I, I can't, you know, even this is an unbelievable trauma to me every week, speaking to you. Like, you have no idea. Like, eight people, eight people in my office praying for me before I come out here. I'm, it, It's just terrifying to me, but I don't want to be controlled by my fears, I want to be filled with the spirit, and I want to do what God wants me to do, so I was giving, and I want that for you too, so I was giving out flyers, I was preaching in train stations, and so I go, and I sit down in McDonald's, I'm with my friend, he's going to order, you know, stuff, but I want to live, so I don't want to order anything, and so, and so I, sit, I and so, um, I sit down, I sit down at McDonald's, and there is a, how can I say, an intimidating looking person, okay, an intimidating looking person. Um, and so now he has the uh, kind of headphones. Um, not, Brandon, not much dissimilar to yours. Everybody sees those? What are those? Uh, Dre's beats or something like that? Yeah. So you, 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 he, so you get the picture. He doesn't have earbuds. He has the thing covering his ears and all that other stuff. And he's sort of rocking to the beat, right? And did I mention that he was intimidating looking? Yes. And so, and it's, you know, and. And I don't get intimidated easily. I mean, like you know, like I'm a scaredy cat, but not that much, right? Like so, um, so, so he's got these things on, and the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, says, Edwin, tell him about me. And I said, Yeah, I'm gonna tell him about you. Are you kidding me? I was like, Have you seen this guy, God? You must have meant her, the woman with the three kids who looks like four foot tall. That's what you meant. You didn't mean him. And so, and so, and so I, because I'm so spiritual, I said, no. And so I sat there. I was like, nah, that's the devil. That's Satan. Like, Satan tempts you to do something. Right? Here's a clue. Satan will never tempt you to share Jesus with someone else. Okay? Is 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 that a good principle to live by? So I was like, okay, so I was afraid, right? So here's the deal. So he, so, all right, so the Lord says, tell him about me. And he's like, you know, Lord's bossy, what can you do, right? So he's like, he, you know, and people ask me, you know, the Lord spoke to you? And I said, I said yeah. He goes, what did you, what did God sound like? Authoritative, okay? <laughs> I was like, all right. So, and so he goes, he tells me, and so I go, so I go, you know, he has the things on. I go, you know, I make the, the universal motion of take off your headphones, right? And he does not look pleased at all with my suggestion. And so he pauses, you know, the contraption thing. He pauses it, and he takes off his headphones, and he looks at me like I've just interrupted his favorite song. (laughs) And so he's very upset looking to me. And so I'm like, (laughs) hey, uh, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I think Jesus told me to tell you about him. And he really stares at me, and he really leans in. And at this point, I go, I kind of chicken out at this point. I go, but we don't have to. We don't, you know. It's not necessary that you and I talk. I mean, it's not absolutely, you know. Put them back on. Put them back on. He leans into me. Listen to me. Listen to me. And he tells me this story in seven minutes. He says that he was a drug dealer in Cuba. And there was a drug deal that went bad. And he was shot, I can't remember how many times. And him and his best friend um, somehow survived it, but the other friends didn't make it. Um, He moved in the 90s from Cuba uh, to America. Moved around and all that other stuff. Had not kept up with that best friend. That best friend, three years earlier, had received Christ. And found out where his other friend was in America and sent him a CD to listen to uh, the Christian music that was moving him. And he sent it to him and he's listening and he's on song number three. And I interrupt. <laughs> listen to me, listen to me. God will always prepare the hearts of the people that he sends you to. But I don't want you to miss, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Fill up to be poured out. God wants you filled up so that you could be poured out because there are people who are desperate, who have gotten shot and gotten through terrible things in life and God wants you to fill up. That's why The Bible takes the time to give us the backstory about an Ethiopian that we'll never really know the name of. We don't even know. He was an Ethiopian eunuch. You don't even know his name. But God will fill... I hope you're getting what I'm trying to say. God will fill you up to pour you out. And on his way home, uh, This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way, verse 28, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. Verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot. Don't you just love that? Listen to me. He ran. He ran. Listen to me. God wants to fill you up. I want you to know this, and this is very, very important for all of us to understand. We want to be filled by the Spirit because we want to do the purpose of God. But I have news for all of us God does not give suggestions, only commands. Listen to me. Go to that chariot, get moving. Apologize to your wife, get moving. Get with your son. Moving. He wants you. He to fill you up, so that you could be poured out. And he doesn't give suggestions. I was talking to someone yesterday, and I was just so discouraged. And was just it was like a thirty-minute, hour-long ordeal, marriage disintegration. And I was just talking, I was like, you have no desire to do God's will, do you? No, you're just going to do exactly what you want. Listen to me. God doesn't give suggestions. And if you're wondering why there's so little power in your life, if you're wondering why you have so little joy in your marriage, if you're wondering why there's so little... It's because you've been hearing God give you suggestions. And you've been deciding, I'll take them, I won't take them. I'll do them, I won't do them. I'll, I'll take you, yeah, you know what, God, um, I'll do your will on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, but um, the rest of the week I, I think I'll just kind of do my own will. Because you know what, these are just suggestions. We treat God's commands like the stop sign. And We know it's there. But it can't possibly really mean to fully stop. Like, that can't possibly be the reason. It's to slow down. That's what it must mean. Listen to me. Listen to me. Go. Go. You know why God told him that? Because God was going to fill him up. God was going to fill up, fill up, so that he could be poured out. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I? He said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. The eunuch was reading this passage of scripture and then. What was interesting is that he was reading a scripture from Isaiah. Now, listen to me. This is very, very important. Philip, listen, well, actually, let's just jump down to what Philip does. The eunuch asked Philip, verse 34, jump to verse 34. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? This is verse 35. Check this out. Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture, and he told him the good news about Jesus, I'm convinced that Philip, if he would have been in Lamentations, Philip could have bridged, a, a bridged uh, could have made a bridge from what he knew to the gospel in Lamentations. If he would have been in Genesis, I'm pretty sure that Philip could have gone from Genesis to the gospel. I'm pretty. Listen, listen to me, because the Bible is not about you. The Bible is not about me. The Bible is about Him. Amen. The Bible is about. Him. And if you read the Bible that it's solely about you, you have an incredibly self-centered view of God and you've given God a very self-centered view of you. In other words, you don't exist for God's glory. God exists for yours. And so if you read the Bible, if you read the Bible and it's all about you, you've missed out. God wants me to be happy. Well, not really. Well, God doesn't God want me to be... Uh, You know, no, no, not really. Not really. Some of the people that God loved the most went through some of the most difficult hardships that you could possibly imagine. Listen, God does not promise to take away suffering. What he promises to do is to walk through suffering with you. And he tells Philip, go to this eunuch. The eunuch invites him. Philip starts to explain God's word. So listen to me. If you want to be filled up, if you want to be filled up with the Spirit and you want to do God's will, one of the things, listen, would you just read your Bible? Would you just read your Bible? Would you just open up your Bible so that when someone asks a question, when someone says, listen, yeah, I know you got a lot of spiritual information. I know you, you know so much more than everybody else. I know that you're smart and all that. You just, would you read your Bible? Would you let the Bible shock you? I mean, does, I mean do you not, do you, does God not disagree with you on anything? Let me submit to you that if God does not disagree with you on anything, then you do not know God. Because, I, listen, I've been walking with him for 15 years, and me and God, are you really sure about this? Because, I don't know. Love your wives like Christ loved the church? Mm. Today? On Thursdays? Wives, submit to your husbands. This guy? Right? Listen to me. Sometimes, would you just open your Bible and read it? Listen to me. Because God wants you to be filled up for the purpose of pouring you out. As they traveled along the road... so All right, so verse 35. Then Philip began with that very passage of Scripture and told him the good news about Jesus Christ. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said... Look, here is, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? See, Philip gave him the whole deal. He said, man, if you believe in God, you get baptized. You just obey God. You pursue him. You just read the scriptures. And he goes, well, why shouldn't I be baptized? And he gave, the, he gave orders. He didn't even wait for Philip's response. Uh, he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away. And the eunuch did not see him again. Now look at me, look at me, listen to me. This does not mean that uh, God beamed Philip from where he was and then beamed him to somewhere else, okay? Listen to me. Suddenly just simply means, um, you've done this before, right? You're walking walking down the street with somebody and you're like, you know, you're having a good conversation and then I left the stove on and suddenly you have to leave that person. And you move on well it's the same thing philip is walking down is going not walking down they're in chariot now and they're going down the road and they're talking about god and, and he's teaching this eunuch about the beauty of christ and the redemption that christ offers and the forgiveness of sins and the new life and being filled with the holy spirit so that you could be poured out philip is telling him all this he baptizes him and suddenly god just says your work done your work is done here go And Philip goes Philip goes Because listen to me The reason that God wants to fill you up is to pour you out and just in case you're not sure what I mean by that is that God wants you Who know God those of you who know God to tell others about God? That's your like primary purpose. That's like the big deal for us It's like listen and, and I understand, if you're here and you don't know God or if you're new to Christianity, he goes, you see, I'm all right with Christianity all the way up to that point. Like, it's cool. You know, I like the forgiveness thing. That's appealing to me. I like the empowering thing. I, I like that. God will empower me. God will fill me. I, you know, I dig that. You know, I love that. You know, 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind. love is, You know, I was like, oh man, I love that stuff. But right here, this is where you lose me. Why do we have to uh, uh, proselytize? Why do we have to share the gospel? Why do we have to tell others about God? Listen to me. If You're my friend. And my kid has a disease that your kid struggled with, right? And you let my kid be sick and die without telling him the solution that you've got for your kid, you would not be my friend. You, if, if, we were going down the road in your, in, in your car and after your car gets to 65 miles an hour, the brakes don't work. You would not be my friend if you didn't tell me that little piece of information. In fact, you would be the opposite of my friend. Listen to me. Here's, this is crazy and you don't have to believe this and, and it's cool, you know. For those of you who are new and maybe this is overwhelming, listen to me. Here... At Recovery House of Worship, we really believe that there's a God. Totally believe that. And we really believe, right, and we really believe that there's a heaven to look forward to, That, that this is not all there is, that there's more to life than this. Here's the deal. Let's get ready to clap. Everybody ready? Nobody's ready? We really believe that there's a hell. Yeah. Not really. And so, yeah, nobody really... Yeah, I know I, you're doing that because I set you up for that. But the truth is, is that's a scary place. Listen to me. Listen to me. And you go, well, that's just cruel. That's just, Listen to me. Hell, he, Eternity, you simply get a little bit more of what you wanted here on earth. That's all eternity is. Heaven and hell is simply a little bit more of what you wanted here on earth. Do you understand what I mean by that? Listen to me. If you wanted to do God's will, if you wanted to be filled with God, if you wanted to serve God, then in heaven, you get a little bit more of that. If you wanted nothing to do with God, if you wanted to be away from God, if you wanted to be the shock caller in your life, if you wanted to be, why would you want to go to heaven? Why would God let you into heaven? You would hate it there. It's where God's will is done perfectly. It's where God is submitted to perfectly. Why would you? You wouldn't. Here, hear me say this. No one, 10,000 years after they're in hell, would want to trade places with anyone in heaven. They just don't want to do the will of God. Hell is simply a place where you get a little bit more of what you wanted here on earth. That's why God calls every one of us, the person sitting in your seat, to be filled with the Spirit for the purpose of sharing Jesus with others. You're filled up to be poured out. And if you don't do this, you miss the very purpose of life. You miss the, one of the key components of life. Philip, I want you to see the way this ends. Verse 38. And he gave orders, uh, no, verse 39. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Philip, however, appeared as at Ozitas and traveled about preaching the gospel in all the towns until he reached Caesarea. Now, what I love about this is that it says that Philip was commanded to do more work. The eunuch rejoiced. You see, when we're used for God's glory, when we're filled up to be poured out, we bring rejoicing to the world. And then we show God that, you know what, God, we're ready. We're ready to be used in any situation. Now, I wanted to kind of illustrate this, and I hope this works okay. But um, this is you. This is you, right? And God says, I want to fill you up. That's what I want to do. For the rest of your life, I want to fill you up. I want to tap you out, right? Right? And you go, oh, this is wonderful. Anybody knows what happens to a cup of water if it stays out for a long time? It evaporates. Listen to me. If you understand that, then you understand why most of us go through depression. God fills us up, but still waters evaporate. Still waters spoil. God never meant for you to be, it's all about me, fill me up, just give me peace, just give me joy, just, give. just, just do that for me. God never meant that for you. Listen to me. God fills you up for the purpose of being poured out to others. And then you go, but I'm dry, God. I feel like I'm... He goes, well, you know what? There's more where that came from. And so God will... Listen to me. God will fill you up for as long as you need to be filled And you know what happens to everybody else, right? They walk away rejoicing. They get filled up too. And so that's your kids. That's your family. And it's just like there's blessing everywhere. And it's messy. And you wanted to go north. And God said go south. So it's a little messy. But you know what? Look at all the people just rejoicing over all. That God has done in you. And God does not want you. Listen to me. And there's more where that came from. Now you see, now God is not a pitcher of water. God is the Atlantic Ocean. You see. And so God never runs out. And no matter how you go, but I feel drained. I can't do this anymore. You know what? Listen, I can't love my wife like Christ loved the church anymore. I'll fill you up, Philip. I'll fill you up, Philip, to share with her the gospel of Christ, to love her in Christ, to show her Jesus. And, she, and then you say, but I can't, I can't submit to my husband like submitting unto Christ. It's just too difficult. And, he's, you know, I'll fill you up, God says. I'll fill you up so that you could be poured out and that others can rejoice. Listen to me. God will fill you up. But he'll fill you up for the purpose of being poured out. So this is what this looks like for you. And we're going to come in for a landing. This is it. You guys can go home. Um, Here it is. This week, here's all I want you to do. I want you to be poured out. I want someone to rejoice because you shared the gospel with them. Thank you. Not that I need it. Um, But um, listen to me. Listen to me. I want you to share the gospel. You go, but we don't do that at my job. They don't allow that. We We don't do that at my school. They don't allow that. Listen to me. We, we don't, we don't talk, I don't talk about God. It's not, you know, I just, I just let people look at the way I behave, and they can see, you know, I show God through my actions. Really? Really? Listen to me. Jesus. Jesus didn't do that. Okay? You're better than Jesus? Jesus taught people about Jesus. And so, so listen to me. Did, uh, don't be that, don't, don't, good night. And the truth is, there's, there's God, allow, God talk allowed at work all the time, all the time. Listen, let the pink slips start coming down from corporate, okay. right? And everybody, and, and you go hey guys, 50% of the people in your division are going to get uh, pink slips by Friday, keep on working. Yeah. Can we get together and pray about this? I bet you can. I bet you can. There's tons of. Now there's prayer in the workplace no matter what. Right. Right. And and listen, and I love how, you know, uh, uh, the law tries to keep prayer out of the schools. Listen, for as long as you have tests, you will have children praying in schools. Right. Listen, listen to me. This is important. God is going to lead you. But listen to me, don't be, expect to be filled by the Holy Spirit if you have no intention of doing God's will. God will fill you up to pour you out. So, as you're thinking, I want you to, I go, but I don't know how to do that. Just go, hey, listen, come to church. Hey, there's, we're doing this series on the Holy Spirit. You can invite people to church. You can go, if you're not sure, if you have one of these smartphone things, You can um, order one of these uh, uh, free apps called, um, uh, no, the God, God, um, God Tools. That's the one. You can order God Tools. And so if you don't have, don't do it now. Don't do it now. Um, But you can go, listen to me, listen to me. You can go on the app and it's God Tools and you'll literally get a four-step, step-by-step process of sharing. You can literally read from it. That's all I do. Whenever I lead someone to love, that's all I do. I can tell you story after story about how God said, Edwin, talk to this person. I want you to tell them about me. And how when I did it, I just became overjoyed with what God did in that person's life. Listen to me. I can also tell you stories of how God did that very same thing. Edwin, tell them about me. And I didn't. And the sorrow that came about that. God owns you. And he purchased you for a purpose. The purpose was to fill you up so that you can be poured out. So listen to me. Listen to me. This week, I ask God, God, when you wake up in the morning, God, who am I going to share you with? Who am I going to invite to church? Who am I going to tell up to Jesus? Who am I going to share uh, the, these uh, four spiritual laws or the Ten Commandments or whatever you do? Listen to me. Who am I going to do that? Because God will fill you up to pour you out. Let's pray as musicians come. Father, I know that in our self-centered, consumer-saturated world, many of us don't want to be filled if If it's for your purpose, Lord, I pray that you bring us low. That you humble us. That you do a great thing in our own hearts. Father, I pray that you give us a focus, an intensity, and a desire to do your will. Father, for those who do not know you, I pray. I pray that we would see the beauty of who you are surrender to you. Father, I pray that before we go and be poured out because you filled us up, that we would be reminded that we were poured into by one who was poured out. That Jesus came from a very comfortable place in heaven where he reigned and ruled, came to earth and experienced humiliation and beating and terrible torture so that we could be filled up and be poured out on others. Father, I pray, I pray that by Your Spirit, we would not forget that He was poured out for us so that we might be filled up to be poured out for others. Lord, I pray that we would not allow our fears to hinder us, that we would not allow our Ignorance or lack of knowledge. But that we would expose ourselves to your word. We would surrender to your will. Desire to be filled up for the purpose of being poured out. Make that a reality in and through our lives. For we pray in Jesus' name. Now we're going to...